Thanks for hanging out with us today. Lori and Julia's Book Club is brought to you by Winding Trail Books, located in Milton Square at St. Anthony Park. Ah, thank you, Julia. Thank you so much. And we are delighted. Susan Welch is joining us for her novel, A Thread So Fine. Thanks for being with us, Susan. Hi, Susan. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Okay, so, uh, of course, uh, one of the things that's really fun in your book is that it's all, you know, basically set in St. Paul and Lake Minnetonka, and then we go to New York, but your story (laughs) has a personal, you know, beginning, I guess, as to how you came up with this idea, so if you could uh, either share that with us. Yeah, share that story with us. Yeah, I'll try to put it in a nutshell. Okay, try. I know. You cover a lot of great stories. Yeah. Well, I am a writer, and I've been a writer for, you know, a long, long time. Um, And and, uh, 10 years ago, when I was 46 years old, living in Seattle and married, my brother, who lives in Elkhorn, Wisconsin, told me that I had been adopted uh, at seven months old. And I had no idea. No um, idea at all. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. No wow. idea. And my parents had both passed away. So I, um, I, he didn't know very much. He was only six years older than me. So all he knew was that I didn't come about um, uh, to be his sister in the normal way. Uh, but he couldn't tell me much more. And my mom had passed away and my dad had passed away. And I, I found myself just go- kind of going crazy thinking about it. Um, and I knew that I really wasn't going to come up with answers super quickly. So I started, um, I, you know, actually what happened, it's kind of interesting. I, I, when I was trying to sleep at night, I, I, I would try to sort of imagine what my mother and my birth mother might have been going through in their, you know, coming mm-hmm. into womanhood age and trying to imagine the situation from, from their standpoint, right? And I sort of imagined them as two sisters. And that's where the story sort of um, took hold. Okay, because, you know, one of the things that, um, well, give us the setup of the novel, and then I want to ask you about something. (laughs) Okay, so the story is set in 1946 to 1966. It's a little bit of a family saga, Um, and it's really the story of two sisters, Shannon and Eliza Malone, who right after World War II are coming of age and very optimistic about their futures, um, but life has other plans, and some um, sort of tragedies befall them and the family that, that shatter the family, break them apart. One sister leaves, possibly forever, and the other sister, who is left behind, um, struggles to regain her footing, to find her life, and to hold on to her sister and, um, and a secret that her sister had. So um, that's sort of the setup of the book, I would say. And I, the whole uh, thing with Shannon, you know, Mm -hmm. early in the novel, we find out, you know, she has tuberculosis. And in the 40s, um, I mean, it it just, it it was terrifying even to read about that. How did you know so much about that? Mm, I know. I have always wanted to tell the story of, of tuberculosis. My my mother, Betty, my uh, mm-hmm. adoptive mother, um, actually had had tuberculosis as a 19-year-old in 1947 uh, here in St. Paul. She was at Anchor Hospital for over a year in quarantine. And she would tell me stories about that period. And, of course, you know, I was a little girl, so 1946 sounded like 
150 years ago. Yeah. It was always hard for me to put into context. But, um, you know, it, it was obviously rather fresh in her mind, and it made a huge impact on her life. She spent a year in bed, as they did, and mm-hmm. underwent four surgeries to remove half of her ribs, basically. And she, she obviously survived it, but she was told she would never have kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I love that story. I like, you know, so many interesting stories of spending time with these other women who were much older than her. She was the youngest one in the ward. I think there was a lot of camaraderie and a lot of compassion. And uh, I think it made my mother very resilient. Yeah. Uh, which was something I wanted to convey in the book. But which, a little, which we do see, yes. you know, with Shannon. And then the other, you know, storyline that's happening with her sister, Eliza, who who gets pregnant and is sent to a home for unwed mothers. And I remember a few years ago, it was not a fictional novel, but it was a, it was a, like a a real book, I mean, about, not a real book, but a, a nonfiction book about how many women uh, in their 60s, 70s, and 80s, that would have been the age, you know, who had children in the 40, before birth control, basically, right. before 1962, and the stigma yeah. of it, and that there were you would be sent away, and these women yeah. had these babies, and they never told anybody's, which is like what happened with your mom. Yeah, well, yeah, that happened to my my birth mom. Yes, yes. exactly. And I've gone on to I've now I have a wonderful relationship with my birth mother now. Mm-hmm. But yes, that is a very big part of the story is um, the secret adoptions of the forty six to about seventy that were pretty devastating for the women who right who had to suffer them. You know, I don't want to say suffer, but they did suffer them, and they suffered the secrecy. Yes, right. you know, right. Yeah, because yeah. I, I have a friend who uh, she's longed to find her birth mother, and, and she did. And the, and the birth mother said, I, I, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Nobody knows I had a baby, and I'm not going to start mm-hmm. telling people now. And I wonder, you know, just it, it, from the nonfiction book, I just remember it was really just thousands of women that had never mm-hmm. told anybody. So I was really fascinated. So the St. Paul Catholic Infants Home, which you nicknamed Watermelon, Hill is that's a, that was a real place in St. Paul. Absolutely, and what? that wasn't my nickname. That was their nickname. Oh, oh that was really? their nickname. Okay, that was yeah. something you yeah. came up with. And mm-hmm. and like, did you do a lot of research on that? Yeah, I did. And actually, there was a a play that took place here in St. Paul. Um, I don't know when called Watermelon Hill. Not too long ago, within the last ten years. Mm-hmm. And the author of that book that was turned into the play, her name escapes me right now, but I read a lot of material that was out there about that play and the text for it. And Watermelon Hill didn't actually, um, it was called the Catholic Home for Infants. Um, The period was more 1954 and up, but I borrowed a few years for the sake of the novel because it was, you know, that was the material. But yes, uh, and I, I have since discovered that that's actually where I spent the first days of my life as a as an infant. Oh, um, wow, it was both for unwed mothers and for infants. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it seems so quaint now to think of the stigma of, you know, being mm-hmm. a quote-unquote an unwed mother and quote-unquote having an illegitimate child. But, I mean, that was it the was, way of the world, yeah. you know, before birth control and that women had more you know more options and stuff uh i also uh julia and i really liked getting to know the the character francis perkins Perkins. that is a real woman that you write about in her story she was amazing right i know 
I am on a one-person mission to make sure that everybody discovers who Frances Perkins was. I mean, actually, there are she's got a lot of fans, but um, I don't. It, it kind of shocked me when I found her. I was looking for a mentor for Eliza mm-hmm. in the book. And I came upon Frances Perkins, and I thought, wow, how is it that I've never heard of this woman? She's responsible for the New Deal. Yeah, right. Thanks to her, we have Social Security and unemployment insurance and immigration reform. They're amazing. Yeah, minimum wage laws, child labor. It was mm-hmm. really fun to, to get the historical per, uh, perspective of Frances Perkins. Anyway, uh, the book is very enjoyable. A it's called The so Thread Fine. So Fine. Susan Welch. Susan, and your cover is fantastic. That just epitomizes those two <laughs> sisters in the 40s, doesn't it? I, love I sure it. think so. Oh, yeah, Susan, thank you so much. Thank you so much. It was delightful talking to you. You too, Lori and Julia. Have a great rest of your day.